0: Welcome back everyone to episode five of our podcast. Kristen and Crystal here. We hope you guys are doing well. How
1: are you, Chris? I'm doing very well. Very, very well. I can't believe we're on episode five already, but I feel like I say that every single episode. <laughs> I know. It's
0: just that we've, have, we've been having so much fun just chatting. I mean, obviously there's so much going on in the travel industry and the situation is so fluid. So it's giving us a lot of good content to chat with everyone about. So that's a good thing. Today, we're actually going to be diving into travel etiquette and why good manners are more important now than ever during <laughs> pandemic travel. So Chris, why don't you take the
1: lead on this yeah. So this is one of my favorite topics that I've been wanting to discuss because as us being in the travel industry, we've been through copious amounts of airports. And Somehow, every time I go through an airport, something manages to surprise me, whether it's something that someone's doing with their own body language, whether it's someone being rude, whether it's someone not having a clue how to travel, which is obviously through no fault of their own, but it does yeah. drive me a little bit crazy. And I know we got into chatting about this because we follow, one of the accounts that we follow on Instagram, shout out to them, is at passenger shaming. And I just find them (laughs) utterly hilarious. Whoever submits these videos, good on you, because you've cheered me up on my worst days. From the top, I mean, I listed some ones from this account, and I know how you like to travel, almost being in your own bubble from the time you leave your house to the time that you're checking into your hotel room. And when someone attempts to burst that bubble, I know it's not good news. (laughs) No, no, absolutely not. And let
0: me just say, we touched on this on a previous podcast episode of how we travel, so I like to get there super early just because there you never know with other travelers, and nine times out of 10, a lot of people in the airport, they don't travel professionally for work, so this could be the first trip in a couple of years, they don't know the protocols, they're a little bit slower, they've taken their entire house. That's one of the reasons why I always go super early, and also why I like to board early on the plane. And we, I mean, I can actually touch on this now, but I, it's very important to me to have priority boarding because when you buy your airline ticket, that does not give you the real estate above your head, which is where the bin is to put your carry-on luggage if you have it. And very true. It's not guaranteed. It is not. And if you guys have ever traveled with Chris and I before, you know that we try to really pack light because You know, if you're going for, say, a week in Jackson Hole, you don't want to have to check the bag, go to the kiosk, go to the baggage claim, you know, all that kind of stuff. I like to carry everything on my person, get on the plane, put it above my head there, sit and be good to go. So I do like to get on the plane early, just simply to have that space to put my carry on. Because let me just say, I have seen people physically fight. I have seen people get kicked <laughs> off of aircrafts. One in particular was a man sitting up in first class and he was like the last person to board the plane, had his carry on, had his matching to me handbag, walking on the plane, like looked up at all of the overhead in first class, not a space to be had. And immediately started berating the flight attendant saying he's a million plus miler, this should have been allocated for him, especially in first class, and absolutely was demanding to speak to the pilot, was demanding that bags removed. I mean, really, you started to get aggressive. And guess what? They kicked him right off of that flight. Wow, and, that is
1: a crazy story.
0: And I just feel like that's that's where the etiquette comes in. And it doesn't matter truly who you are how much money you think that you put into an airline, your loyalty status, that does not give you the right to treat people like that or berate them. And if he was such a prolific traveler, he should know that if you want to be the last to board the plane and take your time, chances are you're probably not going to have overhead space.
1: So it's true. yeah, it's, it's very true. And I, in some strange way, I do see the slightest bit of his point is that But only from the sense of the fact, and I know this is a thing that happens with Jet Blue, is that people who are sitting in row 97 will put their bags in row one. For me, is my only thing that drives me nuts. Number one, the anxiety. Like, who would want their bags so far away from them that they couldn't even see it? They don't know what's going on with it. Nothing. And just come on people like that just does not make logical sense. If it's just everyone in first class, then that is sorry, buddy. But somebody who's like all the way in the back and putting their stuff in the front. I don't think that is an okay thing to be doing. I don't. I I agree. And I've seen that many times myself. And this is one of the reasons why I
0: I like to pre-board too, because that, that happened to me was I had boarded a flight. There was no overhead space, but the flight attendant was nice enough. He says, look, I have room in the back, like row 35 or something, or I had to check it. And at that moment, I just said, you know what? I don't want to check it. Just put it back there. And let me just say something to you. It was super inconvenient because they were boarding or they were like disembarking actually when we got there from both sides of the, like both ends of the aircraft. So I was right in the middle and people were leaving from the right and the left side of me. So, I mean, I had to wait for every single person to get off in order to get my bag. So by the time I got to the immigration, I mean, this definitely tacked on, I don't want to be dramatic, at least almost two hours of my day. And that's why I said to myself, I said, you know what, Chris, you travel way too often for this kind of, and that is an inconvenience to me. So I always try to get priority boarding or, you know, purchase a seat where you do have that priority access just for that. Because I, like you feel like when someone takes that overhead space, that would technically be yours, right? So you haven't purchased it, but technically it
1: is, it is frustrating. (laughs) All right. Speaking of disembarking, do you stand up when the plane lands? (laughs) No. Oh
0: my God. Oh my, God.
1: let me just say Are something. you one of those people or do you wait until it's your turn? Because there's nothing more frustrating to me than maybe sitting in the aisle and having whoever is sitting in the middle seat or next to me, hovering over me, waiting for me to get out when there is nowhere to go. This is why also
0: I always take a window seat because there is no way someone is trampling over me to get their bag, just to stand there. See this, I don't know what happens to people. Is they just kind of get aggressive in the sense where they just want to get the heck off the plane? So do I. But you're you're not getting anywhere. You're literally going to take the luggage and stand there in the aisle and bumping up against people. It, the, the door hasn't even opened yet. How about when the plane lands and you hear the unbuttoning of the seatbelts?
1: Oh, one thousand percent. Like as soon as the plane lands, I don't know what's worse: people clapping. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I just came off of a near death experience flight, yes. which by the way, I have, I have. And that time I didn't clap, but the pilot did come out at the end and I thanked him. I yeah. was like, wow, but the clapping and the immediate standing up, whew, that for me is, is, is a challenge. And I don't know. You know, some people, I think that
0: it's like a good luck thing or whatever, but I agree with you. If it has been a horrific experience, the the last thing I'm thinking of is a clap, I'm thinking of how quickly I can get to the nearest bar to do a shot. Like literally. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a list of four or five things and you have to tell me which one is the absolute worst. These are all things that passenger shaming has taken video evidence of oh God um, on the videos. Okay. So someone's bare feet next oh. to you and oh. they're doing things with their bare feet, whether it be oh. getting a foot massage, whether it be using the TV with their toes. Oh. Okay. That's one of them. Someone's baby or toddler c- touching you, tugging at you, doing anything to you. Mm-hmm. consistent coughing. Oh,
0: well now. Yeah. Okay.
1: PDA or sitting next to a talker.
0: <laughs> oh dear God. Okay. So
1: <laughs> I can tell you. You can put them in order of most irritating. Thing. <laughs> Number one is it's, it's a
0: tie between the foot and the talker because I do not, and you know what, this is just personal preference and personality. I don't want to talk to any, like when I go to the gym, it's the same experience on the airplane. My, my AirPods are on guys. I need to Zen out. I have flight anxiety. I really, I really don't want to, I, I don't want to make friends. Now the other side is the foot. I have had that happen and this person was in the middle and it was, I was traveling with my niece and she was in the aisle and I was in the window. And there's a difference between if someone has a bare foot out and that bare foot stinks or it's just a barefoot that's up like you know, cuz let me just say something this experience the barefoot stunk and it was one of the most horrendous and horrific experiences <laughs> that I've had to deal with for nearly 3 hours so i there's there's a the stink factor and then there's just people who you know so i would say talker foot PDA, whatever. I would ignore you. And the baby, no, because it's a baby. If it was like an actual grown adult, yeah. But no, if it was a if it was a baby, no, that doesn't that doesn't bother me.
1: And was there another okay. one? Did I miss one? Consistent coughing. Someone oh. who's just constantly <coughs> next to you. Well, now, I
0: mean, I think. We, we live in a, it, that would be gross anyway, but if someone was consistently coughing, I would sincerely hope that masks on, I always bring halls with me anyway. I would be happy to drop a few in their lap just in case, but no,
1: yeah, different. What about okay. you? Um, the talker for me, I think would be a strong number one. You know how I feel about someone who is just a talker. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this was like a real phrase or just something I've made up, because the first time I said the word, oh my goodness, that is a talker to Kristen, you found it utterly hilarious. <laughs> yes. like, I was like, is this an English thing or what? But just when someone cannot stop talking, because- you have been officially labeled a talker and what you are. I could sense
0: your frustration when you said that to me the first time. And I can I can remember who you were talking about and I will not say it. And, but <laughs> you were so like defeated and frustrated. And and I was like, this is the best line ever, ever.
1: Yeah. I, Do you know what I it remember. is for me? Is that I feel like you give off very obvious but polite cues when you're like, you know, okay, you can sit down next to someone. Hi, hi, how are you? But that's mm-hmm. all I want out of oh no. a conversation especially on a plane like no and it's like if you're like okay yeah I'm gonna listen to something now and they just keep going like oh <laughs> what are you listening to oh where are you going are you going for work what do you do like do you want to know like what I had for breakfast too do you want to know my mother and father's name? like I don't feel the need to tell you my life story and I just feel quite passionately about that
0: Oh, I agree. Well, this is why I try not to make eye contact as soon as I step on the the jet bridge. I mean, I literally have the AirPods on. I've got my head focused down. I wipe my seat down. So hopefully, I mean, before people thought we were nuts doing that. Now everyone's doing it. So welcome to the party. But, you know, people <laughs> would see me, you know, wiping down everything, sitting there with the AirPod and I go immediately to my phone and I just start checking email. So I go out on a limb and say, me to a stranger, I don't look approachable. So I have not had many instances where people have really tried. There have been a couple, but it's it's far and few.
1: Well, honestly, I need that to be your next blog part blog post is how to look <laughs> unapproachable on a plane. Because clearly I look like a talker and someone who's willing to listen. Let me tell you now for everyone who's listening, if we're ever on a plane together, just just sit in silence.
0: (laughs) Well, this is why whenever you and I travel together, I try to get our seats together because at least I know we're in the same zone. And then that kind of cuts down on your, you know, I guess, chance of sitting next to someone (laughs) who's just going to like turn around and just blast you with, you know, their whole life story. It's just too
1: much. It's just too much. Oh my goodness. All right. What do you do? This is my last one. What do you do if someone's hair someone's long hair was hanging over your the seat in front of you like blocking your t v This has
0: happened to me and i've I've just taken the hair and i I've, <laughs> I've i've just moved it like very gently I've just moved it to the top of the of the seat i mean this listen I know you, like it's not like you're touching somebody i mean look there their stuff is in my personal space i just <laughs> Very politely and gently push the hair up and, and, and that's it. I mean, there's no, there's no sense in tapping them and saying, listen, Rapunzel, braid your hair and keep it, you know, in your seat. It's like, just tap it up there and, and, and that's it. Why has that's happened to me actually. So the most
1: horrifying video that I saw on passenger shaming was that the person who was sitting behind whose TV was being interrupted, apparently they told the person two or three times, excuse me, your hair is there. Can you please not do it? Person keeps putting their hair back. And so they got a pair of scissors <gasps> and cut no. the middle of the hair. So it's still long on both sides, hanging on either side of the TV. But the middle, he had framed his TV with this person's hair.
0: No, and that couldn't have been real. That couldn't, that, that had to <laughs> have been someone that, that, no way. No,
1: no way. I saw it for myself. If you scroll through, I have to try and find a few. It's pretty far down. But I could not believe what I was seeing. Like some of those things on that passenger shaming, (laughs) like I wonder,
0: I mean, I I know a lot of them are real because I have personally witnessed, but some of them is so far fetched. Like there was a picture on there of a woman who had a slice of pizza holding it up to the reading light in hopes that it was going to heat the pizza. No. That's what I mean. Like that can't be real. Someone cannot believe that the reading light above your (laughs) airline seat. (laughs) is going to heat your piece of pizza
1: oh my goodness that is a oh well that's another one
0: that's another one how do you feel about someone bringing their food on and it's probably one of
1: my most hated things (laughs) hated things and this happened to me when we were on the on the flight from denver to to jackson hall this person brought on their like I don't know if they'd just come from like a barbecue, but it was like barbecue brisket brisket, or like pulled pork nachos on (sighs) a plane. And this was a packed flight. They were sitting in the middle seat eating greasy, cheesy nachos. I can literally smell it right now as I'm talking about it. Oh God. Just with their hands, like mask down on their chin with their hands, shoveling nachos into their mouth. And I was just like, how can you even feel comfortable doing this? Uh, listen, it's a no for me.
0: I have seen some people, and not so much talking about gross, but I also scratch my head into how intricate some people get with their airline food. I, I saw a woman, I mean, put the meats and the cheeses, and she had little pepperoncinis, and I was like, listen, lady, Well, that's very I,
1: civilized.
0: It's civilized, but think <laughs> about it. You're on an airplane, and you're literally putting this together like you're having people over on a Saturday night. I get it. I love a good cheese platter. You know I do. But listen, on a plane, when you're bringing it out and it's like separate baggies and all of that stuff, I just kind of like, <laughs> guys, wait until you get to the destination.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, and especially throughout COVID, that's like a lot of touch points to be doing, like to take the thing I out and having like finger food, like for me it's like you know maybe I would do like some type of wrap that like is still in the like packaging I don't know like I would if it's a short haul flight I really wouldn't do it like I would be more like the girl with like the bag of nuts or like crisps or just something that's easy quick on the move but if it's a long haul flight you're gonna get food on the plane. I don't know I just think (laughs)
0: I mean, look, we can chat about this stuff. It's it's funny. But, you know, especially during now with this, I think. So if someone's hair is over your TV, don't cut it. Just move it like I did. And that's it. <laughs> There's no harm, no foul. Take a little PRL out, PRL your hands and yeah. get right back into
1: it. I completely agree. And especially during these times, like those frontline workers, the TSA people, the, you know, air hostesses and all of that, they are really truly on the front line, like to get us to where we need to go. So, that extra little bit of appreciation for them, like the guy at, T- T- at TSA that's saying, No soda, no water, no juice, no soda, no water, no juice. Just guys, make sure you have no soda, no water, and no juice. Make his life a little bit easier. Make exactly. Him
0: exactly. And I <laughs> always say, Listen, it's better to ask for permission beforehand, then forgiveness afterwards. And so, you know, I think just being courteous and this is why you guys, my tip destinations HQ is get to the airport a little bit early, just in case something like that happens. You can kind of just sit back and say, I've got time. I'm not in a rush, you know, let this person spill out their life onto the TSA table, take up six bins, whatever, (laughs) I'm good. You know what I mean? I've got Starbucks in sight, I'm hitting it, I'm good to go.
1: But also if you are that person that's not really familiar with traveling, a quick Google search of the TSA regulations, what you can bring, what you can't bring from the different destinations, very simple. And it will also make your life a lot easier as well as the people around you. But still, everyone be kind. <laughs> Absolutely,
0: I agree.